0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the eve of a brand new Premiership season Rangers first up at Aberdeen Morelos will travel and could soon be joined by new faces Neil Lennon will make sure his players are well aware of the significance of 10 before they take the field And it's been a day of last minute signings and preparations across the division Ahead of the big kick-off tomorrow I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me in the studio is Fraser Wishart And alongside him Hugh Keevans, Hugh there is something special about the eve of a new top flight season Right here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard Listen, there may be no people There may be fake crowd noise There may be five subs That's the new normal in Scottish football But one thing remains unchanged, Gordon And that is pressure will be driving the agenda When it comes to who wins the most important league title in two decades If you think fear, you will know fear Big hearts, strong minds, your phone ringing at the start of the programme That's the kind of thing that happens to you These contacts are getting in touch because they just can't wait, Fraser It's that exciting If you cannot get excited about the start of a new Premiership season You're in the wrong game We accept that things are a little bit different It's not ideal, it's been a disrupted build-up But we're back One sleep to go, as some people would say And the Premiership back tomorrow And Hugh Keevan's phone going off on air And I think that must be a fine, Gordon Yeah, absolutely Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah even at his age, he should be fine. But well, uh, it can't be. It can't be because we've got a seven-year-old grandchild that made oh, the phone call. Let them off. Let them <laughs> off. Let them off. But no, as you're saying, gone. It, it will be different. We are all. He, well, you be guys in the studio. I'm going up to Tannadice, and it'll be just such a, a bizarre atmosphere. And was it Jock Steen that said, "Football's nothing without supporters," and, he, and he's right. But uh, second best is getting the games on. We can watch it on television. Season tickets can watch it as well. So. It'll be interesting to see how it goes in England. At the beginning, I thought the games were pretty poor. But then as, it, as, the, as the players got used to it, I think, and got fitter, the games are really open and plenty of goals. So maybe we can start in that vein in Scotland. But we have to get back playing for all the reasons we know why. And I'm quite excited. I'm quite, although it's not going to be great with no fans, it's going to be a new experience for me going to a game, broadcasting with, with no supporters and trying to see what we can make of its players. The greatest irony is the fact that for the supporters of Celtic and Rangers, this is the most important season ever. And they can't get inside the ground. For the moment I suspect that by the time They meet each other For the first time Some of them will be able To get inside the ground But For the Celtic fans This is the chance For ten in a row That makes it The most important season ever For the Rangers fans Stop Ten in a row That makes it The most important season ever for them. Let's get right behind the new season then In the Scottish Premiership It's not been pretty Over the last few months There's plenty to get down about But there's plenty to love about our game as well So let's get excited And look forward to the big kick-off tomorrow 0141 951 1025 And on Twitter At Clyde SSB And it's that night already It's prediction time It's your <laughs> last chance to have your say Before a ball's kicked Because see once a ball's kicked It doesn't count You've then got something to base it on We're looking for blind hope and optimism In your predictions tonight Give us a call Who's going to win the league Who's going down What about everything else in between 0141 951 Or on Twitter At Clyde SSB Hugh Evans, You'll have lost count of how many seasons you have yeah. stood uh, looking forward to on, on the eve of them on this show How does this one feel? How does this one compare? I have to say it's unique 
because never in my lifetime did I think I would ever experience the start of a season where fans could not get inside football grounds, where players were tested for a global pandemic. Uh, the season begins in a state of utter weirdness. It is how players respond to having no people inside the ground that is the important thing. For the players of Celtic and Rangers, they have to rid their minds of everything except 10. The word, a three-letter word, 10. That will dominate everyone's thinking from Neil Lennon, Stephen Gerrard and all of the players at Celtic Park and Ibrox. They have to simply overcome the utter weirdness and they have to remember that this season, one of them will go down in history one way or another. Either one of them will have won 10 or one of them will have stopped 10. Come on then, your last chance to have your say before the season kicks off. Get your predictions in. Who's winning the league? Who's second, third, fourth? All the way down if you want. We'll take all the predictions you've got. A really busy show ahead. We're going to hear from the biggest names in Scottish football between now and 8 o'clock. But get your predictions in nice and early. And we'll see what Hugh and Fraser are saying to it in the not too distant future. 01419511025. Neil Lennon says he'll use his pre match briefing tomorrow to make sure his players know all about the magnitude of this season. The hype is something we can't control. I don't think the pressure is as intense maybe as it was on winning 7, 8, and 9, really. You know, when I was at Hibs, you know, you could hear the Celtic fans singing about going for the 10, you know, in the, in the seventh year. and yeah, and when I came back in, it was really intense, treble, treble, and then last season getting to the nine. So they've already equaled, you know, that record, and now they can, well, they can only beat it, you know. So I think it's up to the rest to try and stop us rather than we put ourselves under massive pressure. We have to take it as another season and another title to win, and that's what you know the the players have been sort of manufacturing mentally into getting into for the last. You know, six, seven years as a group. Where's that balance going to be, Fraser, between the Celtic players being told if, if they need to about the importance of this season and also not letting it affect their performances or, or not let it dominate too much? Can you escape it? No, you can't escape it. I mean, Neil Lynn's saying, but the hype, he, he can't control it, knocking knock Celtic. And, and a lot of it, in fact, most of it comes from their own supporters who are so desperate to get to this 10 in a row and I think that uh, they, as Neil was saying there they've been talking about it for 2 or 3 years and now it's finally come uh, we can remember going back 20 odd years and uh, Rangers buckling under that pressure towards the end of the season when they were going for 10 in a row losing at Pataudry losing at home to Kilmarnock and end up losing the league on the final day when, when Harold Bratback scored the goals for, for Celtic so it can happen when you look back to that Rangers team full of top class players like Loudrop and etc so it can happen and, and uh, it's, it, you wonder whether with the supporters not being on the ground, will that ease the pressure? Because you know, when you're when you're making mistakes or you're you're on a your form's not great as a football player, when the crowd get on your back, and especially the big grounds, then then that can have an effect. So it's it's really an unknown, you know. And and on, and on the other hand, will Celtic and Rangers not having the supporters behind them help the other teams? Because sometimes the old firm fans can will the ball into the back of the net. So we just have to wait and see and and just get our, ourselves into this season and look forward to the excitement. So many unanswered questions. And we start finding out the answers tomorrow at lunchtime. The phone lines are red hot, as always, as you would expect. So let's get stuck right in. 01419511025. Mark is first up tonight. A Celtic fan in Leeds. Give us your predictions, Mark. Evening, boys. How are we doing? All right? Not Good. too bad, Mark. Are you well? I not too bad. Not too bad. Enjoying life being a trucker. Um, <laughs> Good man. It's been... 
crazy as all this, and it's been absolutely mental. But I've got to say, the hoops are going to are going to fail it this year. I think. Yeah, I think I think the Rangers are going to get a, a right good go. Um, but I, I can see it being a a fine good season for us. What are you basing it on Mark And I, I get I can hear the Celtic fans saying Well we've won the last nine So I, I get where that might seem like a stupid question But what in particular is it that, that gives you the confidence Is it Neil Lennon in particular Is it is it this, the squad of players Is it that experience of having been over the course and distance it's Definitely It's down to the main man Mr Lennon um, Ever since he's you know, Came back for the second time round He's just Gave us a total different style away, you know, the, under Brendan it was fantastic, don't get me wrong, um, and I was lucky to see him go, but when I when I knew that Wee Lenny was coming back, I, I knew we were going to get 10, and uh, my wife's a big Leeds fan, and I says to her, the year we get 10 in a row, or building up to that, you're going to get promoted and we're going to get 10 in a row, so I've got one of the predictions right so far, um, uh, and you can see the confidence in the players and, and I'm even more ecstatic now that we Griff you know, maybe he'll get a game um, on Sunday I really hope he does because um, the wee man's just been absolutely superb for it uh, but all the, all the players you can just see the confidence in the way they play and I think this, this time there'll be a wee bit of pressure in there but it's going to be good pressure I'm really excited about this one When Celtic were going for Ten in a row. Uh, Billy McNeil retired at the end of the season, and I think that had a massive effect on Celtic. And then Jockstein had a car crash, and these are major factors. And Celtic did not get to ten in a row. When Rangers were on nine, Walter Smith, I think wrongly, uh, announced that this would be his last season, and Rangers. Seemed to lose the way after that, and there was a no doubt that Celtic under Vim Jansen and Murdo McLeod had a tremendous season, showed incredible bravery, and prevented Rangers from getting ten. Now we have a situation where Celtic are on nine. They have outstanding players like Odson Edward. They have signed a goalkeeper for. Big money by Scottish standards They do appear To be even stronger than they were Last season Is that going to be The pivotal moment And that's why Celtic will get 10 it, Because it will take a pivotal moment I do I believe so I really do um, You know With Walter Smith Fantastic manager One of the finest managers um, In Scotland history for me even though he's for, for the other side, you know, I, I totally appreciate um, the things that that man achieved. A lot of my, my best friends are Rangers fans, so we always have a wee bit of banter between each other, but you've got to recognise um, true quality as well. I think him announcing that it was going to be his uh, retirement season, that, that was a big downer. Obviously a big happy moment for us, you know. Um, and I think the, the pressure got to them. You know, they were wanting to get ten in a row for the for their man before he left. Um, and obviously with the with the job scene as well, you know, it's a shame that it didn't happen then. But I really do think um, the confidence is absolutely flying, um, flying, flying through our team at the minute. <laughs> I, I think that I, I, I'm, I'm just 
I'm sure you remember, Mark. I'm thinking back to the last couple of weeks of Rangers on nine and Celtic uh, under Vim Jansen and Murder McLeod having a great chance to stop it. Uh, and Rangers played Kilmarnock at home, and the game was so far into time added on, it was unbelievable. It was something like 97 minutes <laughs> when Kilmarnock scored. You could have heard a pin drop inside Ibrooks. Following day, of course, Celtic play at Dunfermline. They're a goal up. Everyone thinks the league is won. And Dunfermline equalise. So we went to the very last day of the season. Celtic at home to St Johnston. And believe me, I was there covering the game for Super Scoreboard. I have never, ever known tension like it. And I believe that starting tomorrow, it will be even worse than it was back then. Thank you to Mark the trucker in Leeds. He tells, it was definitely trucker I said there. Mark says Celtic are going to win the league. Simple as that. Get your predictions in 0141 951 1025 if you want to go really detailed. You want to run me through them 1 to 12, top 6, bottom 6, all the rest of it. We will take your predictions no matter how specific or general they are. 0141 951 1025. Stephen Gerrard says he's aware of how big the season is. But he says they won't focus on any outside noise. He did also say they're closing in on a couple of new signings. Look, it, it, it's big here. It was big in my first season. It was big in the second year. Um, we we understand it and respect the fact that there's going to be a lot more noise around it because of the timing. And people on the outside will do a lot of talking. There'll be a lot of pundits saying this, that, and the other, and having opinions on it. For me, as manager of this team, the job is to keep the players focused on ranges, on staying in the best form we can stay in, and getting a squad prepared and ready for all the challenges that face us. We don't need to get involved in any unnecessary noise. All we need to do is stay focused and win football matches. I think it is going to have to be a patient window. We are close on one or two things in terms of additions. Fingers crossed that they keep progressing. We're hoping to have someone in the door pretty soon. But until, obviously, you finalise that and get it over the line, I don't want to, obviously, stay too much on it. But we are actively trying to make the team and the squad stronger. And we are close. 01419511025 The tweets are flying in as well Kenny's on Gordon Can you tell Hugh To stop saying What Rangers fans are thinking I don't think it's the most Important season ever I want my club to win the league For ourselves Not because of another team Well I would dispute That that is the view Held by the majority Of Rangers supporters It's Kenny's view though Yeah yeah And Kenny's perfectly entitled To his opinion But the majority Of Rangers supporters See it as Celtic must be stopped Craig is a Rangers fan Craig, can Rangers do it? Will Rangers win the league? What's your prediction? Well, I mean, listen I think it's going to be a tough uh, season and I think but I think Rangers are capable of doing it, yes um, I know that, you know much like in previous seasons nobody's really given Rangers that much of a chance to win the league but I think there is every chance and I think, you know when you look at this season it's going to be a strange season for a start we know that because of everything that's going on but I think that will help Rangers as opposed to hinder them. I mean, look over the last two seasons. Rangers have been at their best when the football was happening every week. Consistent games coming and they were at their best and came up with Celtic when that was happening. They only fell apart when there was that gap in time between football and for whatever reason, nobody really knows, but for whatever reason, the trips to Dubai. um, And then that's not helped them because they've come off the back of, you know, very positive wins against Celtic. But having that fortnight away... The one thing it does do, and it's not in any way to make an excuse for Rangers, that's not what I'm doing, but the one thing that has done, it kills off some of your momentum from winning that game. You know, you go to Celtic Park and you win, but you're not playing for another three weeks then. So the momentum you've built for that 
kind of does die down a bit. In the same time, it gives Celtic a chance to, to go and reassess and improve, which they have done over the last couple of seasons. But the other thing is, as I told you, know, Hugh said a couple of minutes ago that he thinks Celtic looked stronger than they did last season. I'm not... Personally, I don't... You know, they look as strong as they did last season. I don't think they look stronger because they signed a £5 million goalkeeper. You know, nobody's seen him in action. So just because he costs £5 million doesn't mean he'll have a great season. It doesn't mean he won't. We have to wait and see what he's going to be like. Um, by the same measure, I think... Other than that, the only other difference is obviously Lee Griffiths is back, which is a positive for Celtic. But then I think if Rangers get, you know, if they keep Morelos, fine. But even if they don't, and they get enough money in, um, certainly the figures that have been spoken about, that's going to be more than enough money to go and improve and buy players that will be a real threat to Celtic. And there's a few players that have come back for loan that I think deserve a chance in that team as well. So, you know, as strong as Celtic may look, Rangers have been unbeaten throughout the entire pre-season. Celtic haven't. I accept and appreciate pre-season doesn't really mean a lot, but it's a very, very positive start when you've been able to go through the games Rangers have, remain unbeaten, um, and put players in the squad who hadn't even played in the squad last season as well. So, uh, you know, Rangers are looking strong as well, I think. Yeah, I think you're right, Craig. Uh, pre-season results don't really count. I can remember playing for... Hearts in 1995, 96, and we beat Manchester City 5-1 at 10. <laughs> Battered them 5-1, and it could have been 10, and within six games, you know where bottom, this is going. we're bottom of the table. So it doesn't matter, and especially in these circumstances, it's, it's just there. And Rangers have to, to find a way of keeping up the pressure. I, I think the squad's not far off Celtic. I think Celtic are a better squad, and they showed that over the last couple of seasons. But I didn't think the gap was, was points-wise, was the gap that, in terms of the squad. For some reason, Rangers just couldn't keep up after, after uh, getting themselves right on the tails or even ahead of, of Celtic at, uh, at a new year. And looking at the transfer market, I think Rangers have to bring in a couple of players that are going to be first-team players, going to, going to be additions, because Craig says players have come back, you know, who can do a job in, in, in the squad, and you're looking at the players that they've signed. Only really Hadji, who was on loan last year, I think will be a starter. McLaughlin, I don't think will start. Bassey, I don't think will start. But Logan's just there as a as a, as a kind of cover and a replacement for Katic. So I think they need somebody up there in case Morelos goes. And that's for me, that's the key. If Morelos goes, then Rangers are going to have a really difficult job in trying to replace him. Defoe's picking up one or two injuries. They need a striker and they need somebody that can play up closer from him in the midfield because they've got plenty of lovely players in the midfield. Davis, Arfield, those types of guys. They need somebody that's going to score 15 goals from the number 10 position. If they can do that, then they've then they've got a chance, and that's the key to to, to for me mm. is finding a way of of just keeping up the pressure. And when the pressure comes in the latter part of the season, if Rangers are still up there, then that's when when, when the players grow, and they and the, that's when the players get over the line. Celtic have got that experience of doing that, so it's been a tough year for for Rangers. Craig, you're a good man. Hopefully, you'll give us a call back soon. I'll need to get full predictions of Hugh Keevans and Fraser Wishart, but I think they're struggling, so I'm going to give them just a little bit longer. Two big questions ahead of the big kickoff. How close is Alfredo Morelos to leaving and who will Celtic's number one goalkeeper be? You can hear the answer to those questions next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Fraser Wishart here with me, Gordon Duncan, on the eve of the big Premiership kickoff. I must say the predictions are flying in on the phone lines and on Twitter. I'll give you two a bit longer. You seem uncertain. You seem nervous Not about your predictions all. this Not year. I wonder that, if Hugh Evans has got a surprise no. up his sleeve that, for that us. That phone call from my seven year old grandchild was, was asking why we had to move to Ben Becula 
And I said it's because Your papa has to make a prediction On the radio <laughs> uh, Like I say Flying in on Twitter RFW 1989 He's given me the full set I love that Celtic Rangers Motherwell Aberdeen Livy Kilmarnock United Hibs St Mirren St Johnson Hamilton County 1-12 to 12. Uh, Token Jester's just given us the theory He says the big difference Is the team trying to stop the 10 this season Not only haven't won the title for 9 years They haven't won anything for 9 years Says Token Jester um, George Patterson's gone a top 3 of Rangers Celtic Then Motherwell Stepovers in heaven again Rangers then Celtic He's gone on St Edward to be the top scorer uh, So lots coming in Danny Logan Celtic And hopefully going for their 5th successive treble Not lost a cup tie in 4 years The hunger from the players and fans is as strong as ever 01419511025 James is in Barhead James on the eve of the new season what's on your mind? Um, Morelos um, I agree with gentlemen uh, looking forward to the new season I think we need to get rid of him um, I wasn't his biggest fan when he first arrived but frankly proved me wrong he's, he's done a lot more for the club than against it with disappointing issues but I just didn't really see it in his efforts in the last three or four months uh, after Christmas, before lockdown, etc. So, I just think if we can get, if we can get ten, twelve million pound cash into Gerald Hans to go and buy a really strong striker and strengthen a couple of positions around the team, um, I just think we need somebody fully engaged with it because if his head's been turned, I genuinely feel that this whole thing about agreeing personal terms, I think what do they call it? Is it tapping up? His um, agents are doing what he does, try earn him some money, um, go on, I'll, I'll line, uh a move lined up and it's just for the club's degree a fee so I think it's a pretty poor show but expected nowadays but I just think we need rid of him OK I'll tell you what James hang on the line and I'll tell you what Stephen Gerrard had to say on that today he's telling Alfredo Morelos to keep his focus on Rangers and he's insisting Lille are nowhere near striking a deal uh, for the player he says the player's ready and available to face Aberdeen tomorrow There's not to report on him uh, in terms of uh, his situation he's focused he's training well and um, he's available for tomorrow in terms of whether he'll start or not you'll find out tomorrow 75 minutes before the game it is in my hands and it is in my control um, but in terms of for any of our players if they end up going out the door if evaluations met and we decide Collectively, that it's the right thing for the football club. We'll always be prepared in any area. I've been watching them very closely, as of all the players, to see how they're looking, see the mentality. I've also had some uh, detailed chats with Alfredo. Uh, he tells me he's ready, he looks ready. I think this will work itself out. If, if there's a bid uh, that's big enough that the board wants to accept, we'll make that decision as and when it comes. At the moment, we're nowhere near that at the moment so Alfredo's a Rangers player he needs to focus on that and he needs to focus on con- contributing goals like he always has done for two years What do you think of Stephen Gerrard's comments there James nowhere near the valuation does that make you think that he, he might stay or, or do you think that distance can be made up in terms of valuation? Uh, 100% it can be made up the fact that they're a, they're a mile away means they're already talking about figures so it's not as if they haven't put a bid in but they've been sounded out so that's just uh, Leo coming in with a bit of a cheap bid to try and get him in the on the fly, but and I think it's two sides. I think it's really good that Gerald's come out with such a confident and positive statement. But I think it's a bad thing that he's had to come out with such a confident and positive statement. So yeah, I think he knows there's something there. Um, I, I didn't listen. If the guy gets his head down, he stays another year and helps us. Brilliant. Listen, I'll be as happy as any Rangers fan. But I just, I, I'm really just cautious of going into a season with uncertainty. That we, we need, we need 100% for every player because. In my opinion, at the moment, Celtic are stronger across the piece um, with a full squad. But I think as the first eleven, we can beat them in our day. But um, 
yeah, we just need we just, we just need everyone there fighting for the cause because that is going to be a season like no other, to be fair. So, um, yeah, I, I would I would personally I would get shot at him, um, but just give him just give all the money to Gerard to put in a new forward line. Well, in order to get shot of him, as you say, James, uh, somebody has to come up with the money that Rangers want, and uh, if not real, I do not think that Alfredo Morelos would be. Uh, particularly excited by the idea of West Brom Who are the other club who have been mentioned in connection with him uh, He, for me, starts at Pataudry tomorrow As Rangers' best bet for a goal uh, And that will remain the case until such times as he is sold My only concern for Rangers would be If everything fell down And there was to be no move for Morelos What kind of effect would it have on him Because he's Temperamentally fragile And prone to a huff Any doubt whatsoever Fraser That he leads the line For Rangers tomorrow He can put all this to one side They clearly don't have Many other options In the, the absence of Jermaine Defoe Does this get to him Ahead of tomorrow? No he must play He must play He's such an important player And, and you know James is talking about Just get shot as Use his words But to sell him on And give the money to Steven Gerrard you can bring in two players and you might not get the 30 goals that he's provided. You, you know, No guarantee because you're going into a marketplace. Celtic operate in that marketplace and have been successful, but there's been players that they've brought in as well that just haven't, haven't done it. So you just can't guarantee getting those goals. It's a great enigma because on the one hand, he does get sent off. He, he's got a temper and he, he kicks out from time to time. But on the other hand, he's a wonderful player when you see him playing. When he's, he's strong, he's powerful, he, he leads the line well and he scores a lot of goals. So it's that real problem Rangers have got. If they get a bid... That's, that's reasonable in their eyes Or is, or is up, to, up to stand in their eyes They might have to just just uh, let them go And try and use that money to bring in a couple of players That are going to cover those goals But it is a problem when you've got goals guaranteed Morelos, if he stays, will score 20 plus goals Absolutely no problem at all this season If not more So that's the problem Rangers face Is that dilemma Do they keep him for another season? And does, as Hugh says, how does that affect the player? Because you know, it's a chance to make a lot of money you know, A chance to make himself very wealthy and if you keep him And keep him focused They've got a far better chance Of stopping 10 in a row Than if he's not there James that's the problem How do you replace the goals How hard would it be Very um, I listen I've no You've seen a lot of players Coming out of both sides Old firm But You think they pack a bunch Of runs And deliver a lot of goals But they've just failed To deliver And I get that But I think it's the Temperament side of things Because Consistently um, We were great Up until Christmas um, Leading the league sometimes Bearing the Celtic Park um, At Ibrox It's not really that was an issue, but I just think if you're not going that on it. But I've just been on the point about selling Morelos and who you replace him with. I think when Gerald's talking about having somebody lined up, I think he's probably got two options. One that if Morelos stays and one that if Morelos goes. So he's got like a first choice big money or like a, a marquee signing. If not, he's probably got a bad backup. I don't know who these names are, but I just feel that we've sent him, we've brought in effectively two centre halves and we've signed up a like a an attacking midfielder. He's already said he needs a hit to improve striking positions before Defoe get injured. And now with that injury, he's talking about as I think he's got a couple of names that he wants to sort of improve up front. But I think it'll that who he goes for depends on whether Morelos is still there, whether he's going to be a first mm. or a second choice. All right, James and Barhead, thanks a lot for sharing your thoughts ahead of the new season. Neil Lennon is sharing his. He's making it clear Vasilis Barkas is here to be Celtic's number one. The Greek keeper joined on a four-year deal, and the manager says Scott Bain accepts that he's back up for now. He came in on Wednesday, it's been you know, a very hectic couple of days for him. He was able to train today, so again we'll gauge how he is tomorrow. You know, we, um, a lot of travelling, a lot of work to do through the medical side of things as well. 
and then getting the deal over the line while he was here. So, yeah, it's been an exciting couple of days for him as well. But, um, you know, we're very pleased. He's he's one that's been, we've looked at for quite a lengthy period of time. And, you know, I think he'd be a, a very good addition to the squad. He's got a good presence, good size, very composed. He makes, he's got good reflexes. Comfortable coming for crosses, you know, which is what you want from your goalkeeper. Certainly at the in the Scottish game, I think he's you know comfortable enough for the ball at his feet. So yeah, a lot of composure, and you know, for 26, he's got good experience as well, and he's a good age. Scott understands what his role at the club is, um, and he may start on Saturday. You know, if we don't feel that Vasilis is just up to the speed yet, um, like I say, he's only trained one day with us, and. You know, we've no hesitation in putting Scott in. Um, he's a very, very good goalkeeper. But uh, we felt that we needed, to, you know, with Craig going as well, you know, we needed to get a goalkeeper in, and uh, we've done that. Gary and Govan, as a Celtic fan, what do you make of the new keeper? What about the squad as a whole? And ultimately, since we're asking for predictions, is it going to be enough to see Celtic win the title? Absolutely. Um, the keepers, I don't really know, but he looks like a big guy, and he seems like a bit of a character, which is good. I like characters Hopefully he's like the holy goalie And causes havoc I mean Hugh Keevans is a character But you wouldn't stick him in goals For Celtic going for 10 in a row Would you? I know But he's, he's no 6 foot 6 yeah, He's, not, no, he's, yeah, he's no definitely man. not goalkeeper. His eyesight's not great either So fair point Carry on <laughs> He's not an international goalkeeper either um, I, I take my chances They definitely need an improved goalkeeper But You know what I mean They needed something uh, once yeah. the two yeah, you, you can't underestimate the importance of a dominant goalkeeper Rangers have one in Alan McGregor I think we've got a very good backup in John McLaughlin Look at what Fraser Forster did for Celtic last season He won the Betfred Cup on his own for Celtic uh, And now that they've gone for Barkas uh, Who has pedigree uh, He's at a good age um, His... Numbers with regard to domestic football in Greece In terms of the shutouts that he's had are terrific uh, So you cannot underestimate the importance of a good goalkeeper And I think Neil Lennon would be very happy That this is finally over the line And all the speculation is at an end Right Gary, give us a bit more detail about the predictions then So you, you've got Celtic to win it Are, are Rangers going to run you close or not? What else is, is on your mind? Um, depend if, if they keep Morales it'll be closer but um, he bottles it against Celtic, which is a bonus. You know, he's never scored against Celtic, and I like that. That's a, that's a big bonus. And you know what I mean? He even misses penalties, which is fantastic. You know what I mean? Uh, well, Fraser, there's the... That there's the interesting one We've gone a Rangers fan on the phone previously mm-hmm. who, who, who doesn't think Morelos leaving would be a huge blow If you strengthen in other areas um, But you've got a Celtic fan on Saying Rangers have got a better chance If they keep him So... Yeah, and, and Go I, think, I think it was James, the Rangers fan, was talking about his temperament. Uh, you know, you, you would take Alfredo Morelos' temperament being the way it was last year, which was up and down, if he can guarantee you 30 goals. And that's the problem, you know, the Rangers face is if they have a bid that comes in, and every player in Scotland has got the price, you know. that that's, and, and Morelos was signed with a view to doing the same as Celtic have done over the years, is bringing players in, developing them, selling them for much more money. They sign them for a million, if they sell them for 10, 12 million, whatever they can get from Lille. That's a great It's a great deal for them But the problem is I think I agree with Gary It makes them weaker And I think it lessens Rangers chances of winning the title And Morelos isn't there What are the main Obstacles to Celtic then Gary Is it Is it pressure I don't think you, There's no such thing as complacency Surely when you're you're going for Ten in a row What would be If, if there are any What would be your main concerns About roadblocks in Celtic's way 
No, I don't think there are any at the moment. We've got Brown as the captain. I think we can handle it. I mean, Hugh, we're about to get your prediction anyway, just after the travel. But make the case hypothetically: is, is it about that pressure? Is it about that you know going for ten is so unique that you can't say for sure how people will react to it? Purely personal opinion, I think the pressure lies with the team trying to stop ten in a row more than it does with the team trying to win ten in a row. There must still be huge pressure going for it, though. Yeah, without doubt. But I, I go back to the Vimianson Murdo McLeod season. Celtic lost the first two games. They lost to Hibs away And then lost at home To Dunfermline uh, An incredible start When you're trying to stop Rangers winning 10 in a row So you never know You know Gary said that, that There are no roadblocks Well there will be For certain There will be uh, We talk tonight And the fans talk tonight While having no knowledge whatsoever Of who's going to be sold Who's going to come in Who's going to get injured Who's going to suffer loss of form? I repeat, Celtic lost first two games away and at home and still prevented 10 in a row. Uh, if Rangers were to lose their first two games, there would be a tremendous hullabaloo. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you have shot yourselves in the foot. With no disrespect whatsoever attached to Fraser Wisher I think he would agree There is something special about when Hugh Keevans makes his pre-season predictions yes. And they're coming next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Predictions are flying in ahead of the big kickoff tomorrow Hugh Keevans and Fraser Wishart here with me Gordon Duncan in the studio So keep the calls coming 0141-951-1025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Jeff is on He says Rangers to win the league Then Celtic Hibs Motherwell He's gone all the way down He's got Kelly in 11th St Johnston in 12th And he says Relegation will be just as good As the championship group this season Top scorer Yanis Hadji And then a few others Who You know you know, We, we do pettiness Like no one else Don't we we, of course. we we must be world Pettiness champions Olympic in, in, standard In this part of the world Paul Kelly is on He's gone Celtic Aberdeen Hibs Then then Motherwell uh-huh. Then Rangers That's, it, it might happen But I mean It seems like wishful thinking On Paul's part And Tom Has cranked that up Even further He's gone Celtic Don't care Don't care Don't care Don't care All the way down to number 12 Not Hearts He says So there we go There was me Naively thinking We would all just be Joined no. together In enthusiastic optimism Ahead of the new season no No, okay Never mind 01419511025 Hugh Keevans The time has come Let's do the top six I feel like the full 12 Would be too much to digest At once Start in sixth place Give us the big dramatic finale In sixth place Alec Dyer With Kilmarnock mm-hmm. In fifth place Jack Ross With Hibbs mm-hmm. Fourth place Ah Derek McInnes No luck at all If it wasn't for bad luck He'd have none at all To lose uh, Cosgrove and Curtis Main Rangers your first game I, I just don't think that Aberdeen Have got themselves in a position Where they can do any better than fourth I believe that Stephen Robinson at Motherwell Has oh, why are you doing exceptionally this well yet again <sighs> And I think that Motherwell will get uh, Third place Great. again uh, In second place Should have a drum roll noise I don't have one on you go it has to happen at some point Three times Celtic and Rangers have had the opportunity Since 1966 Until the present day To 
go one beyond nine and it hasn't happened, I think it will happen this season and Rangers will be in second place and Celtic will get ten in a row. I was wondering where he was going there when he said it had to ha- has to happen sometime. I thought he meant Celtic had to, to not win a title at some time. <laughs> but there we go. Hugh Keevens, Celtic first, Rangers second, Motherwell third, Aberdeen fourth, Hibs fifth, and Kilmarnock sixth. We'll get the rest in due course. Fraser Wishart, your own predictions? Uh, my sixth place is like Hugh Kilmarnock. Mm, okay. I just feel that uh, they made a mistake at the start of last season with the management appointment, but recovered it with Alec Dyer. And they made some good signs over the summertime. Fifth place is Motherwell. I think it's hard to do, uh, to, to overachieve if you like for two years in a row, but they've still got a strong squad like Hasty coming back. And again, uncertainty for Turnbull whether he'll, he'll be be at the team, team or not. Fourth place for exactly the same reasons as Hugh Evans, Aberdeen. I think without Cosgrove, there's not many goals in in, in the team, so they'll get results because they've got good players and they're strong, but they'll miss it up front. Third place, I've gone for Hibs. Mm. I just think Hibs with uh, Alex Gogic in the midfield that will allow Malin and Allen. They've got great pace in the wide areas with Dre Wright and Martin Boyle. And I think Kevin Nisbet will score a few goals. I like him. I saw him last year for Dunfermline. and thought he was he was good. So I think they'll be okay. Like you, you can talk about it. You can think about it. And over the week, you're thinking, well, could Rangers win it? Could Celtic win it? I think 1-11, there's not much between the teams. But I think Celtic have got a better squad. When you think of if the first front three is Edwards. Elianusi and Forrest you can bring on like Mikey Johnson you can bring on Rogic you can bring on Lee Griffiths you can bring on Kamala. I think they've got more strength and depth so like you I think just I think it'll be very close I think Rangers will keep up the pace maybe even go to the last game of the season I think Celtic will win 10 in a row Have you got it close Hugh or comfortable? Oh yeah oh, without doubt close um, you know, I would not be disrespectful to It's not disrespectful uh, if that's what you no, think I, then I, I, I really don't see Celtic running away with it I think for the reasons that Fraser has outlined, there's a great quality and depth there. But Rangers uh, will take them pretty much all the way. Right, Brian in Moss Park, as a Celtic fan, I don't know if you had any nerves ahead of the new season, but I bet you do now after hearing Hugh Keevans has tipped your team to win 10 in a row. Um, um, yes and no, but my point is actually, I remember the last two, the last two nine in a row, I think it's 10. Probably not the first one, greatly. But Celtic is a great team, and even Rangers is a great team as well. And Celtic and Rangers managed to dismantle 10 in a row when they had a, uh, not as good a squad. I think even when Celtic sort of managed to stop 9 in a row in the last team, the Rangers had a fabulous squad. I'm a big Celtic man, mind you. But I think they're blessed with Kismet with Vin Janssen, Henrik Larson. And I think just now it looks too good for Celtic, and it just look, probably looked too good for Celtic, 74 75, and too good for Rangers. 97, 98 And it, I, I just And the eternal taste to me I just think it's good But something's going to happen There's going to be lots of things That's going to happen between then I think, I think predictions like that Probably only happen in Scotland That's just in our nature isn't it uh, Yeah I think Celtic are the best team But therefore they won't win it Because it's too good to be true And by the way I'm not disagreeing I think everyone's been there That's We're kind of like that In this uh, part people, of the world People won't get to sleep tonight Because they're <laughs> tormented That they, they think Yes, it, it, it will happen uh, And they'll then come up with a variety of reasons why it might not happen And by the same token, the Rangers supporters will say It will definitely not happen Rangers will prevent it from happening And then they'll, they'll wonder what happened over the Morelos situation And uh, will Ryan Kent deliver on a consistent mm. basis? Will Yanis Hadji uh, cope with the pressure as well? So they'll go through everything There will be no sleep tonight <laughs> But you've got... Lots of no sleep nights to come. On a, on a serious note, Fraser, though, it, does it does it 
looking back at the previous attempts, just because something happened in the past doesn't mean it's going to happen now. That that's not the way it works. But does it serve as a reminder that just by sitting back and saying, I think that squad is better than that one, sometimes there's more to it than that? Look, it's guesswork. It's absolute guesswork. And uh, you put the, the, the case earlier on about Celtic in the mid 70s and Rangers in the mid 90s. You know, the, the aging teams that they both had, etc. And Rangers were ahead with four games to go and, and just didn't, couldn't see over the line. And Rangers had this team that uh, I think Brian Loudrup played particularly well that season and, and Stuart McCall's this world. We're all getting that bit older. But they were still ahead and, and in the end couldn't get it over the line. So football can be do strange things. It sounds like Brian's not going to have a, sleep, a, a full night's sleep until the end of the season because he sounds so worried. And a lot of fans will be, will be like that. It's so important to the fans of, of both sides. And, and I said Celtic, but not with any great 100% conviction, you know, because I do think Rangers have got players that will cause damage. It was just down to... If you think of now with five subs rule as well, Celtic can clamber all these four attacking options that I said off the off the bench, you know, and and I, I just think they've got, if they're struggling to win a game, I just think they've got mm-hmm. more options, and I think that will help them. Brian, on you go. Um, I just think obviously I think Rangers are sort of buying a few players, but obviously they're not not great values, and like I think the Celtic players that you're buying are like seem to be Greek international to me is pretty good. I think there seem to, people seem to demean the Greek league and the guys played in the Champions League quite a bit. I think they're looking out for another couple of players. And I think we, we are sort of hoping to buy quality, but I just for the life of me, I'm the eternal person. My glass is always half, <laughs> half empty. And I just still, <laughs> I still well, won't believe it if, until me next year or whatever it is. If there was one area, Brian, where I would go along with your pessimism, um, I'm not entirely sold on Christopher Julian and uh, Christopher Iyer as a partnership. Uh, I think Celtic need uh, another central defender in there, and I don't mean near Beaton. Um, and Stephen Welsh is probably too young um, to be thrust into a, a season of this magnitude. But I think they, they, they should be looking at another defender coming in. They're, they're could, terrific could middle to front. Back but back in you as well, you get a chance after, sorry. Yeah, on, you, on you go, Brian. Um, I think Lear Beaton should never be seen at centre-back. He's just so light, mate. It's unbelievable. I've played for a number of years at the centre-back sweeper. He's just so light, mate. It's unbelievable. Do you want it as Okay, I think we need we need somebody... We need, like, I don't know, a big stocky guy who's going to go there. It's just... He's no Celtic's way, but... Were you any good, Brian? Need... Do you think you could get in dirt on? Um, in all honesty, I'll get you 100% answer. Never. <laughs> So we've got Hugh Keevans in goal so Brian and Moss Park Just try to mix it up a little bit uh, <laughs> Brian and Moss Park Thank you very much We'll get Hugh Keevans And Fraser Wishart's Bottom six predictions After the news And after we do This Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football The league's not even started And I can barely handle the tension Because Beat the pundit Is hanging in the balance this week Hugh Keevans Battered on Monday Gordon DL Battered on Tuesday Jim Duffy Saved face on Wednesday And One of the Two numpties last night I can't remember which one I think it was Mark Wilson Brought it level Two all for the week Listeners this is your chance To win the week The first week back Beat the pundit time 0141 951 1025 If you win Not only do you get the bragging rights You get a signed ball as well So call us now please And call us before 7 o'clock Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard
Hugh Evans and Fraser Wishart here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Edging ever closer to the start of the new Premiership season I know it's going to be a bit different I know we can't get to the game But hopefully we can find something to get our teeth right Stuck in about tomorrow Some big fixtures across the weekend Tomorrow lunchtime, tomorrow afternoon Even across to Monday night As Motherwell go up to Dingwall And on that note Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish football. See that seamless transition tonight's Beat the Pundit contestants a Motherwell fan. See what I did there? Yeah. Honestly. It's just Brilliant. yeah, exactly. Things can only get better as the season progresses. We're gonna get Hugh and Fraser's bottom six predictions. It always causes a bit of upset when they predict who's going to go down So we'll see what they can come up with You tell us what you think as well But before that, beat the pundit And Andrew is in Uddingston How's it going Andrew? How are you? Not bad at all, are you well? Are you confident? Oh definitely Good, that's all I, mean, I, would, have prefer, I would have preferred Gordon But <laughs> I just one of these will do Wouldn't we all? And it's, it's evenly balanced this week It's two all between the listeners and the pundits So you have the chance to clinch the week for the listeners, Andrew, I'm going to toss the coin. If it's heads, it is Hugh Keevans, who lost heavily on Monday. It probably wasn't even heavily, but it, in my head it is now. Um, if it's tails, it's Fraser Wisher. And it is tails, Fraser, against... I don't know I don't know if Andrew was old enough to have Wisher on the back of his mother old strip. Um, but this, there could be... a good age. <laughs> could be a bit of a... Oh, no. Definitely old enough for that. <laughs> there we go. Uh, a bit of a gentle rivalry then, before we get going. Let's... Give Fraser some Clyde 2 to listen to Just so that he doesn't know what you're saying Andrew I don't think you've ever played before have you? No right. I've listened before Good 30 seconds on the clock All you need to know is you can pass It's as simple as that Are you ready? Yep Good man your time starts now Which team has won the most Scottish Cups? Rangers Kike Setien is the manager of which Spanish side? Athletic Bilbao Mickey Mellon left which English club for Dundee United? Who was the Rangers manager in 1990? Walter Smith Who finished second in the Scottish Premiership in 2017? Aberdeen Who was the Man United manager before Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Go on, just give me a name, any name Van Hal Okay, dog. let's bring Fraser back Fraser, can you hear us? Yes, I can Same set of questions to you Your time starts now Which side has won the most Scottish Cups? Rangers Kike Setien is the manager of which Spanish side? Barcelona Mickey Mellon left which English club for Dundee United? Tranmere Rovers Who was the Rangers manager in 1990? Graham Souness Who finished second in the Scottish Premiership in 2017? Uh, Aberdeen Who was the Man United manager before Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Mourinho in what year did St Mirren play their last game at Love Street? Oh, I was there. Uh, 2005. And who did Spain defeat in the 2010 World Cup final? Holland. Okay, okay. What do you think, Andrew? Have you done enough? Can I play Hugh Evans? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it that bad, was it? Let's find out which club have won the most Scottish Cups. You both went Rangers and it's Celtic. So it wasn't a great start. Celtic have won 39. Uh, it could make it 41 by the end of the season. Bit of a weird, yeah, a weird yeah. one, but that's that's where we're at. Uh, Kike Setien is the manager of Barcelona, so Fraser goes in front. Mickey Mellon left Tranmere for Dundee United, so you both got it. Fraser stays one up. Who was the manager of Rangers in 1990? A decent enough guess, Andrew, with Walter Smith, but it wasn't good enough. It was Graham Souness 
So Fraser stretches his lead Who finished second in the Premiership in 2017 I must say I thought one of you was going to trip up here But it was Aberdeen And you both got it So 4-2 to Fraser And I'm afraid Andrew that was the end for you Jose Mourinho was the manager before Ole Gunnar Solskjaer St Mirren played their last game at Love Street in 2009 Did my first ever game for Clyde One Super Scoreboard At the old Love Street in 2009 Just before they closed it You'll all sleep well tonight knowing that And who did Spain defeat in the 2010 World Cup final? It was the Netherlands 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 for Fraser And I'm afraid Andrew it was only a 2 for you Oh, the same as Gordon Dale then <laughs> Exactly <laughs> I feel as bad as him The reverse score like that. It's never that bad Andrew Thank you very much Andrew and Uddingson You can maybe give it a go sometime There we go The pundits They recover from a wobbly start Hugh To take to the week's fair, title Sterling's performance From Fraser there Knows his stuff doesn't he Yeah I mean calls himself a St Mirren fan And he's five years out on Love Street But, but we'll, we'll overlook four, that Four We'll overlook four that Or oh, did you say oh five sorry My arithmetic's not great As soon as I said that I was actually at that game as well Working for Clyde The final one you, you and I were there Hugh. Who was it against? Who did they play? They played I think it was Hamilton Aggies Was it? Hamilton St Mirren fans Is he right or is he wrong? You can tell us There we go 0141-951-1025 At Clyde SSB On Twitter Now if you're a fan of Anyone outside the big two And you're thinking I'm not interested in who's going to win the league I want to know who's going to make the top six Who's going to make Europe Who's going to go down Well now would be your time to get involved We'll still take your top two predictions as well I want to find out a bit more about what's going to happen at the bottom So 0141 951 1025 Hugh Keevans take us away Again give us the big build up Start in seventh place and go down In seventh Livingston Because I think Lyndon Dykes will end up at Rangers Before very much longer and that will have a big impact on Livy. Then Jim Goodwin and St Mirren in 8th place. The newly promoted Dundee United will rely heavily on Lauren Shankland, who scored 46% of their goals in the Championship. Oh, look, he's been doing his homework. Yeah. I love that. But he won't get 46% of their goals in the Premiership, so they will be 8th. Tommy Wright will be a massive loss to St Johnston in the manager's office but uh, I like Callum Davidson the, the top bloke but I can't see them finishing above 10th and the penultimate choice Ross County in 11th and yes Brian Rice I have done you the ultimate no. favour no. I have tipped the Yankees to go down I thought one of the only certainties in life Was that the Ackies would survive And stay in the division How can you do this to the Ackies? Every year Every year pundits yeah. say they'll go down And it never happens I believe in two things I believe the loss of Alec Gogic is, uh, is massive And I also believe that The law of averages Does exist And one of these seasons Those of us who take Hamilton to go down Will be right And my fear is It'll be this season But Brian you know it's only business and not personal. <laughs> so it's a sort of broken clock approach to this then. Yeah. You, you started so well, you were backing it up, Alex Gogic has left, but then you've just fallen into the trap of saying, if I keep saying Hamilton, I'll be right eventually. Well, we all will, because we've all done it for year after year <laughs> yes, after year. They are defying the laws of gravity, and what goes up will come down eventually. I wish them every success in the world. It's much closer to home than Dingwall. Uh, but sadly, I think the loss of Alec Gogic will be will be big in their favour. Aki's fans don't let him away with it, or you never know. Maybe it suits Hamilton. Maybe it suits them all. This stuff, that siege mentality. Fraser Wisher, what have you got? I've gone for St Mirren in seventh. I think they've signed really well at the back. Richard Tate, Marcus Fraser, uh, Joe Shaughnessy. I, I liked Conor McCarthy before he left. 
Jack Baird's back So they're quite strong at the back uh, If they can get a striker And a number 10 Somebody up to help Obika Then I think they'll be in a good position Eighth I'm going to go for St Johnston I think they've, just, they've got a small squad But they've got plenty of experience there That will see them through Into that position Ninth Livingston For some reason I don't think Dykes will be at Livingston Whether it's Rangers or down south And I think that will cause them problems But they've still got a decent squad Tenth Dundee United I think the big test for for Lund Shankland is scoring in the, in, the, in the Premiership when his team are not always in the front foot I think uh, United have always been front foot in the lower leagues I think he'll still score a few but uh, they'll find it difficult 11th I've gone for Hamilton Ackies I think they've just got something there the Ackies maybe a weaker squad they've signed a few players but uh, lost a lot They'll promote youth And I think they just, they just know their way To scrap their way out of a situation And bottom I think will be Ross County Looking at the squad I think it's weaker than last year And they were almost Near the bottom uh, Last year So Ross County for me Will be relegated Right come on Fans of the so called Small teams Come and fight your corner Hugh Keevans He's done the unthinkable Aki's fans You survive every season But he's not interested He's got you to be relegated and Fraser Wishart's gone for Ross County What do you think? 01419511025 By the way, make sure you join us tomorrow The first Super Scoreboard of the season is great Because all the pundits get involved They all make their predictions And by the end of the season They're absolutely hopeless And we get to remind them uh, Of just how bad they were So make sure you join us The full team will get involved tomorrow uh, What have we got on Twitter? I think we've got quite a few Actually coming in Suggesting uh, Grant Richardson Here's one that jumps out He agrees with you, Fraser He's gone Ross County bottom uh, but he's gone St Johnston's second bottom It's quite interesting He's gone Celtic to win Ah, oh, do you know what? I'm looking at the rest of Grant's predictions though, And he's got Hamilton to finish third <laughs> <sighs> And no disrespect to the Ackies But I think that would be uh, That would be quite something So get your predictions in And you two Or you in particular Fraser Wishart You've been put in your place By Peter Gray and Ryan Hunter St Mirren's last game at Love Street Was against Motherwell One of the hardest days of my life Going there since 2000 The year we won the championship you stand corrected I stand sure. corrected I couldn't even remember when it was But I remember being beside <laughs> Hugh Keevans At there the game <clears throat> And Clyde thankfully Quite nicely sent me Knowing that uh, my dad was uh, Standing in the terrace And opposite So yeah ah, I do like that That is good Keep your predictions coming in There's loads on Twitter I must say Really enjoying uh, And I'm, I'm going to Hopefully all the replies Are in one thread I mean there are going to be Hundreds and hundreds of them But you never know I'll get producer Dan At the end of the season To scroll through Every single one of them uh, And see if any of you Got it bang on Tomorrow what I'll probably Do in the show as well Is I'll dig out Last season's predictions From the pundits And we'll see who we can Take the mickey out of the most Paul's in Kirk and Tillock Before that though Paul Predictions Go for it Hey hi Gordon Nice to meet you Hi Hugh Hi Fraser Hello. Hi How you doing This will come as no surprise But my prediction is Celtic will win 10 in a row uh, And my reason being That At this present time If Celtic keep the same squad they've got Don't lose Andy There isn't a Rangers player That I would take in the Celtic squad I think we've got a bit more strength and depth And the entire squad are in the starting 11 if you put Rangers squad up against Celtic squad, their strongest starting 11, well, their strongest starting 14, say. I think we've got a stronger manager, we've got a stronger starting 11, and we've got a lot stronger bench as well. So I can't see a Rangers player that would get in. Into the. And uh, I know, so that you don't think a Rangers player would even get in Celtic's top 14? No. I, I think that's. Unfair uh, Disrespectful Nah it's not disrespectful That's just an yeah, opinion That's I mean, all right. You're talking about players there That are, are very high standard Okay who would then who, well, Let's play this fun game It comes up every now and then well, Hadji would get uh, in there uh, Morelis would get in there Hadji's been there for five minutes Who who would who would he replace in the Celtic squad No you 
just in the squad. He would get, make it in the squad. I think you're you're running away with yourself. And, and no, 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 no. I'm asking you who to play. It's, it's a dangerous thing. To be fair, it's completely subjective. I just wonder. I'm thinking about sort of. I'm thinking back to other Celtic fans who, who maybe tell us Paul about areas they would like to strengthen. Would, wouldn't Borna Barisic even get in the Celtic squad? I think a big Elhamid is fat. No, I don't think he would. Well, but Elhamid doesn't really play left back, though, does he? Sorry, sorry. Sorry, I'm getting the sides mixed mm-hmm. up there. Uh, I don't know. If we play the defence the way we can, I, can't, I don't think I don't think he's he's done enough and been there long enough. Would you have Alan McGregor before Scott Bain? Now, I'm glad he says that. Yeah. I think Alan McGregor is one of these guys, like, he has been a really good goalie. But almost a wee bit like Peter Grant was. He saw as a better goalie because he saw as a Rangers man, as opposed to him being the, the keeper that everybody thinks. Yeah, honestly, I, I think you, you've been harsh now. I mean, yeah, you know, you asked me the question: who drop out the squad? You would have Alan McGregor at the expense of Scott Bean. I don't believe. Okay, I'll give you that one. Gio. I'll give you that. There one. we go. We found common ground. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Fraser, what he was brilliant last year, Alan McGregor. I, I mean, in Europe, he was unbelievable at times. Kept, kept Rangers going But Barisic for me Would be in there It's, it's an argument You could go on about All night From, from, from 1 to 11 and, But I made the point earlier That I felt that Celtic Had more strength and depth And that's maybe what, what you can what you can look at In terms of guys Who can climb off the bench And go and, go and change games But 1 to 11 I don't think there's much difference Between the teams When you, when you actually put them out there um, But for me Celtic Have just got a bit of strength and depth Yeah um, And Fraser and I Have both gone for Celtic And you know you are making these predictions And the rest of the guys will do it tomorrow You're making these predictions And it really is the definition of a shot in the dark Because you don't know what will happen Who will be transferred uh, you no, don't, don't give us it Don't wriggle out These are your predictions no, 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 And you not, have to stick no, no, by them I, I'm saying <laughs> it's a shot in the dark But you've got it It will be written down And used in evidence against me I had a man, I met a man in Anstrother during the week who said to me, ah, oh, listen to Super Scoreboard every night. He said, uh, who are you tipping? So <laughs> I, I, I didn't tell him. But he said to me, you tip Rangers every season. And I said, I did it once, once, when Mark Warburton was there. And within weeks it had collapsed about my ears. <laughs> but once. So I, you know, I'm only asking for fairness here. I have tipped Celtic, write it down, use it in evidence against me. But it's a shot in the dark Yeah to be fair And I don't like sticking up for him But it's bad enough Him having his actual predictions Used against him But make believe predictions Is another thing And this tweet by Sean Fagan Has got me interested He might be right though To be fair I'm going to try and clear it up Sean Fagan says Just wondering then By law of averages Will you get a correct exclusive Because you've been picking on the Ackies Eight years in a row Disrespectful have you tipped them every year for eight years? I truthfully don't know. <laughs> Only to dig I, out the archives. I don't think they've been in the Premiership for eight years, have they? No, they came up, was it 2014? Maybe five or something. Uh, five, yeah. Six, yeah. I think so. Great achievement right now, but... But listen, the predictions are good fun. Maybe tomorrow, um, from feeling brave, we'll get into a bit more detail about one Premiership manager last season who took the proper huff. Yeah. I mean the proper huff about a prediction made on this show. <laughs> and we acknowledge that we said, oh, it's just a laugh, you're not really basing it in much, the season's not started. But I mean a proper huff, and maybe talk about that tomorrow. I told you before, the biggest, the longest telephone conversation I had with any football player was over his mark out of 10 <laughs> in my match report. And... Uh, Oh, I won't tell you his name, but he, he, he went on to manage Northern Ireland, and uh, and he's now in English football. But, uh, <laughs> Hi, uh, Michael, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, so, 
as I say, we play the game, uh, but I truthfully don't think I've tipped the Ackies to go down eight seasons in a row. Well, one of the most surreal experiences I've had on this show, and I've, I think I've told the story before, but it must be exactly three years ago. Three years ago. Tonight if you like It would have been the first week My first ever week on Clyburn Super Scoreboard Thought I would treat myself to a Chinese takeaway uh, On the way home And Hugh had been banging on all night About how he was getting a biryani For his dinner <laughs> He kept banging on about it in the show And they happened to make their predictions So I'm in the Chinese And I can see A gentleman in the Chinese And he's straining his neck Almost to get, get my attention Just desperate for some sort of interaction I'm not sure what this is all about So I pick up my, my order Head out And he, he almost he follows me out into the street And sort of calls me back And he says Is it true Big Derek predicted Rangers to win the league tonight? So he, he was forgetting about his dinner He was desperate to talk about the prediction And I've walked away Kind of laughing to myself Shaking my head thinking uh, this is life now Super scoreboard It follows yeah, you everywhere changes, Gordon, And I'm thinking this is, this is very strange And there's a taxi driver Just hanging out his window Very nonchalant And he just Nodded down at the bag I was carrying And he goes Is that Hughes Biryani? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I will never never escape this show and did, did, Derek, again. did Derek Sewing just win the league? Uh, yeah, yeah, he, 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 did he? yeah, yeah Surprise uh, Paul What else? Just out of curiosity You've clearly got Celtic to win what about sort of you know how close will Rangers come? Anything else in the league you think that might happen? Yeah, I think Rangers will, will put everything in there they've got. Uh, I, I think if they sell, hopefully they will sell Alfredo because uh, I struggle to see them replacing them. Not temperament wise, but goals wise, I think they would struggle to replace them. Uh, somebody scored as many goals with the money that they'll get from. Uh, but I just think that there's still a, a real distinct lack. There's a, a golfing quality from the manager to the squad of players to the guys that's been over, that's won it, to the backup, like Celtic's backup, the now is Lee Griffiths, who seems to be back in favour again. He's in his last chance. But Rangers' backup seems to be uh, Jermaine Defoe, who, don't get me wrong, I would have liked Celtic to sign a Jermaine at that time, but I think he's starting to get more injured and stuff as well so I just think that Celtic are too strong OK we'll leave it there that was Paul in Kirkintill at 01419511025 Rangers fans Paul doesn't think any of your players would even get in the Celtic squad and that's why Celtic will win the league so give us your response do you think that's is, is that harsh make your case how close is it going to be do you actually think Rangers can do it can they pip Celtic to the title this year why not tell us keep the predictions coming in and we've got a nice full time teaser for the guys next as well keep them coming Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Fraser Wisher are here Every break we take means we're getting closer to the big kickoff tomorrow I cannot wait I know it's going to be strange It doesn't feel like the usual build-up But we've been starved of domestic football in Scotland for five months So we'll take anything back on the menu tomorrow And it all kicks off at lunchtime Aberdeen against Rangers Always one of the standout fixtures in our calendar Yes, there are no fans this time Then at 3 o'clock Dundee United St Johnson Hibs Kelly St Mirren Livingston On to Sunday A 7 day week for us Because Celtic have flag day at home to Hamilton And even Monday night Ross County against Motherwell Can't wait Hugh Yeah um, I feel for Derek McInnes I think tomorrow's fixture Has blown up in his face With the loss of Sam Cosgrove And Curtis Main uh, They've had an awful Time of it with the, the the money that Dave Cormack, the owner of the club, keeps talking about. They're burning their way through millions of pounds. Could have got 
two and a half million for Sam Cosgrove uh, from France, but he didn't want to go there. And a week later, he's out for four months due to injury. Derek McInnes has had no luck at all and I think it will come back to haunt him tomorrow. I mean, Fraser, one thing that's absolutely guaranteed, it's going to be dramatic because it always is here and it's going to be interesting. I can't promise you it's going to be brilliant. I hope it's going to be brilliant, but it's certainly going to be interesting because forget the pandemic for a second if you can. Celtic will either win 10 or they won't. So there's intrigue there regardless. Then we we do have that subplot. I know it's not ideal, but... What impact will it have Teams playing in front of, of no fans Does that favour the, the, the big teams Does it favour the underdogs What about the fact that you can use five subs We've got a transfer window that's open till October yeah, yeah. There are so many different facets to it this season And it's going to be really interesting to see Particularly in the next couple of weeks How it plays out And transfer windows that are maybe open longer In other countries you know, In Europe who, who are starting their seasons later So opening up the transfer windows And there's going to be huge pressure on both boards uh, Rangers and Celtic um, for, for longer you know, and I think people complain about transfer ones, but I think the directors and chief execs quite like it when it closes and they've got three months respite. Whereas, you know, if either team get off to a poor start, there'll be huge pressure on the boards to to loosen the purse strings and sign players for a longer period. And then, of course, mm-hmm. there will be bids for players that are at, at both these teams as well. So, fascinating. I mean, I'm looking forward to going to Tannadice tomorrow. It's a shame because there'd have been about eight to ten thousand people there. I think a huge United fans would have turned up to to unfollow flag the day flag. for them. Yeah. Yeah. But you know something It's it's going to be Intriguing to see How the players react And and in Hamilton going to Celtic Park Where the crowd Can get behind The players And almost will the ball Into the net at times At, at both the old firm Will that affect and, and give more confidence To the other teams Will will it just take an edge Off the old firm We don't know So these are all the intrigues And all the plots That we're, that we're going to have to see But as you said earlier In five months I've been, <laughs> I've been working In my dining room Flat out For five months It's been the longest time Ever in my professional job At the PFA I'm just looking forward To seeing Seeing the Something. game of football And yeah. hopefully Open attacking football uh, Mikey Burns has been in touch With tonight's full time t-shirt Won't spend too long on it Because there's so much To get through tonight uh, Celtic and Rangers Don't meet for a couple of months yet But since the 2000-2001 season 11 players have scored more than one goal In the same old firm game Can you name them? Since the 2000-2001 season 11 players have scored more than once In the same old firm game Can you name them, Hugh? Heimert Larson Easy one to kick you off Chris Fraser. Sutton Yep, Fraser Edward Yep Dembele Yes, alright, that's 4 of 11 I've got no doubt you're going to make mincemeat Of that one Let's speak to William and Stevenson Hi William Gordon, uh, Hugh and Fraser. How's it going? You alright? Ah, uh, no bad, mate. Uh, got a couple of points. I need to address that Celtic fan here to my main point, right? Is that okay? <laughs> on you go. I'll <laughs> tell you, just, just do it just now. Let's get out of the way. Come on. Yeah, I pulled him up before, right? Paul Ficker can tell it being Mr. Obsessed with Rangers, right? He said that no player would they get in the his squad. Uh, Greg Taylor, right? Left back. He, he can't even get started for Scotland. Yeah, Barisic is Croatia. Starting left back, he plays for Croatia. You got McGregor with playing goals for Celtic. You got between Morelos and Edward, who's the best player in Scotland. He would definitely get in the squad. No, I mean Ryan Jai would be pushing to get in the squad as well. I'm not going to see every Rangers player get in the Celtic squad, but there's there's someone's named. You know what I mean, Gordon? Yeah, I mean in fairness to Greg Taylor, not being able to start ahead of Andy Robertson is is no real criticism. <laughs> uh, for, but but that doesn't mean that you're wrong. Barisic is a Croatian international. I'm sure if we pushed bias to one side, I'm sure Barisic would knock on the door of the Celtic squad. Would, well, would they not? Can we agree? Can we agree on that? Without doubt, as I say, I do think that if you want to call Paul and Kirk and Diller complacent, you'll get no 
complaint But I think it is disrespectful Because it, it, it's a daft point It is clearly not true uh, Because McGregor, Barisic, Morelos They would all be in the Celtic squad These things are fascinating though Because they come up all the time And football doesn't really work that way But it, it is a nice comparison sometimes And it gets everyone going What was your main point William? Uh, the main point was, uh, I, was I was reading uh, Alex Ray's uh, article today Gordon Wright I thought he was on the night But obviously the producer told me about it was uh, Fraser right But about, as it was Lewis Ferguson he was going on about right He said it would be a, a mistake for Rangers not to go, go in early I, I think this year we need players Because Aberdeen would ask for 2 or 3 million right That's for crazy money right I think that money needs to be better spent on players Who can make an impact this year I'm not saying the boy's a bad player I just don't think he'd, be kicking his, he'd want to kick his heels for three or four years in the Ibert squad before he made a breakthrough. Because he's, he's playing well for Aberdeen, right? I just don't think that's the answer to now. I don't want players at London Dykes or him. I want players who are internationally who can hit the ground running and make an impact for Rangers this year, Gordon. Fraser, yeah. Lewis Ferguson, is he one that could step up? And what about Rangers generally with, with what they need? I, I actually agree. I agree with William. I, I don't think now's the time for Rangers to, to sign Lewis Ferguson. I think Lewis is... It's a good player A really good player And somebody who, who could play for Rangers But he's very similar to the, the players they've got You know and, and I think they're looking for somebody If I was Steven Gerrard Somebody who'll score a more goal Somebody that's more in that attacking third Lewis is box to box You know You could, you could put him up with an R field And people like that And Jack when he plays in the sides Side of, of Davis But for me If you're going to have money to spend At the moment I think a more attacking player Somebody who's going to pick open a defence Somebody who's going to play Just behind the main striker Because I think Hadji will play right Kent left And they'll kind of switch over could Aribo be that man this season? It could be And it's interesting Because Rangers don't play that way a lot They play tend to play a 4-3-3 Seem to have kind of tweaked some things Haven't they in yeah, pre-season? Aribo could be that man Yeah absolutely But I think that's where they need They need the players If they're going to spend money And you don't know how much money They've got to spend Then I think the priority Is in the more attacking third But Lewis for me I, I love his attitude he's, he's, He from a young age Just stood up as a young kid Stood up to the, the men That are around him And uh, I think he's got a great future And could easily play for Rangers I think uh, to go back to William's point about players needing to hit the ground, etc., and who will Celtic and Rangers buy? Doogie Park at Ibrooks and Peter Lawwell at Celtic Park know the truth of it. They know they cannot fail their supporters because the supporters of both clubs are desperate for 10 in a row and to stop 10 in a row. Therefore, if Celtic or Rangers start the season in a way that's unsatisfactory, They'll go in big in the transfer market because they dare not. And I use the expression advisedly. They dare not lose Mm. the league. And there comes that other thing that we were speaking about there, the the transfer window. You might have the chance to do that until October. So a lot to a lot to take into account. William, what about predictions? You're you're a confident Rangers fan. That's great. Always like to hear people believe in their team. How much confidence can they win the league this season? See, Rangers 1-11, to Celtic 1-11, to there's not much, there isn't it? Rangers have proved it, right, getting to a certain point, right? This time this year, see if Rangers are playing well come to that Christmas break in New Year. There's no break this time, Gordon, right? There's nothing to stop us, there's nothing to stupidly go to Dubai and lose the plot and come back. Know what I mean? The thing with that is, right, I will, I'm a big Rangers fan, right? A lot of people don't realise, right, see Rangers come back in January last year, there's a lot of injuries and suspensions. Nobody's picked up on that. You had uh, Tavernier uh, appendix. 
Yet Hellander were best defender, in my opinion, wasn't even there. Yet Marella Suspender, who was probably the best player in Scotland. Ryan Jack and Arfield got injuries at uh, Tynecastle. No, I mean, Nadie's picking up. I'm not saying that they dropped off, they did, right? But I think that's a factor. Nadie's picking up on that point. But as a prediction, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for Rangers. But if they can keep in pace, as Fraser says, it could go to the last game. You just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. That's for sure, William and Stevenson. Thank you very much for getting in touch tonight. 0141-951-1025. Let's see what's coming in on Twitter because we've asked for predictions. And you have delivered I can't believe the number of predictions flying in here So we're going to have to really try and keep an eye on them uh, Kieran has got Celtic to win Rangers to finish second What else jumps out at me? He's got Livy to finish fourth Hamilton I'm afraid to go down According to Kieran Robert McPherson He's got St Mirren to go down With Aki's uh, second bottom William again William McPhillips Celtic to win the league And a bottom two of St Mirren And Hamilton So uh a lot of shouts for Hamilton A few for Ross County I'm going to be interesting At both ends of the table I'm sure you will agree Let's speak to Craig and East Kilbride. Greg sorry Greg my apologies Greg and East Kilbride, On you go Hello there Hi What's on your mind Hi Hi Bob uh, No I would, I would just like to say uh, Obviously your previous calls I've been calling out How uh, How bad Rangers players are And the uh, Celtic would Obviously Walk right into the team I would like to know from from you, from the board, uh, how many uh, Celtic players do you think would go into the Rangers team? How many ah, would start for the Rangers team? Now we've flipped it in its head, Fraser. It's the same argument. You can take that one. How it's, many Celtic players would get in the Rangers starting a living? Quite a few. Uh, there's, it's it's uh, flipped on its head, doesn't it? Because, well, it's actually the same argument. How many players would, would, would get into the, the Celtic team? I would certainly say McGregor. I would certainly say Barisic I, I know but Greg, well, Greg wants it the other way around Well well, it is the other way around Alright oh, it's a combined 11 I see combined, where you Combined 11 if you like um, I, think, I think you're encouraging ADSA here Oh come on it's uh, a bit of fun Well you know as Fraser said Lots of Celtic players would get in Edward of course um, Scott Edward Brown would get in played before Morelos No you asked about the squad no, he said he won't start in 11. He's very specific as Greg Oh I start 11 Oh well that, yeah. Ed, Edward would get in to start in 11 what ahead of Alfie? Well, why not? Well, would he? <laughs> <laughs> well, the question, Greg. Why not? Hugh thinks he's a better. For, for what it's worth, this is always going to come down to personal opinion. But Greg, surely they're at least both good enough that the suggestion that Edward would start ahead of else it can't be that outlandish to you. It's not that outlandish. No, no, I can see Edward as a half decent player. He might get a game for 30 first or something, oh, but he'll. I, I repeat. He'll play for the Rangers. You are encouraging idiocy. It is your responsibility as the presenter. Yeah, of this there he goes. There's you. There's you. You are encouraging <laughs> idiocy. I'm kidding on I'm glad that we've cleared that up that he's kidding on that he might get a game for Partick this week. That was Greg and he's going on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Ian McCall's just the way he plays. I just don't know if it would uh, it would suit the system. Hugh, <laughs> this is what you've got to look forward to. You must have been you must have been over this many times in your long illustrious career on this show. Well, I, I go back to that uh, ten in a row season again when Celtic lost their first two games. I was here doing the phone in on uh, the afternoon that uh, Celtic lost to the Fairmont at Celtic Park in game two, and the first caller came on and was bellowing, <laughs> "Get Jansen out!" Tonight Would that be You know Who's that Dud Larson Is it that type of thing uh, Who's that boy In the dreadlocks uh, <laughs> And you know 
And on and on it went And then we got to the most dramatic conclusion To a, a championship race So um, I, I will stand by what I said It's disrespectful to say There's no Rangers player we get in the Celtic squad And it's disrespectful to say There's no Celtic player we get in the Rangers squad Thank you very much Craig and East Kilbride Hopefully we'll speak to you soon Once Hugh forgives you 01419511025 Let's hear from Motherwell boss Stephen Robinson He's braced for some unwelcome interest In his star players He's not expecting to add any more To his already six new signings But he says the transfer deadline in October Cannot come quick enough There's always the fear that they You know the English teams come in afterwards After having watched games early on So we're, we're prepared for that But what I think I've got of I've strengthened this in lots of areas. Whatever midfield I put out, well, I believe will be a really, really strong midfield, which gives me a headache in itself, but a good headache. So we're prepared for things probably more so people leaving the football club rather than, than bringing anybody else in. It's not been the Motherwell manager for quite a while now, and it's part of the job. Anybody that plays for Motherwell's for sale, that's the reality of the job. You know, We have a business model that, that works on developing young players and selling players. So... You know, you won't get me complaining about it. Frustrating it is, of course. You you know, you lose people at the last minute and maybe don't get the chance to replace them. But I think everyone's in the same boat now. Anybody, you know, from, from fourth down or open to offers. And in this climate and day and age, you know, the, the club can't refuse to... If the money's right, the club won't refuse offers. I think the obvious players in, in uh, Stephen's mind are David Turnbull and Alan Campbell. Campbell was brilliant last year. But a slightly more attacking position just to the right of the, the centre mid. Uh, Donnelly who sat And uh, if, uh, I think he made a key point there If David Turnbull gets back to the way he was uh, you know, 18 months ago And Campbell plays well And we're 8 games into the season There will be offers for those players And that's going to be a real problem Because Motherwell are a team that need to develop that And need to bring in uh, finance and, and reinvest it um, But that's the way of the world And sometimes we lose focus Talking about Rangers and Celtic And Morelos and Edward Will they be here? Will they not be here? It's the same hmm. every club down, down the line And this window Stretching further into the season Is a problem for most clubs I think Rather than an advantage Hugh's got Hamilton going down Partly based on You know sort of Law of averages It needs to happen at some point Is there part of that Coming into your thinking As to why Motherwell Won't finish third You know Just doing it again Quite simply is difficult And maybe with an increased Level of expectation As well yeah. this time Yeah absolutely I think they played so well Last year And I do think They might lose a couple of players But uh, they seem to just bring in players from, especially from England, and they come in and they're hugely successful. I think getting Christopher Long back is brilliant. It's almost like a new signing because he signed a one-year contract, mm. and I, I think he was maybe looking to see what there was down south. But I thought he was excellent. Hasty coming back is good as well. So they, in a strange sense, I think they've got a stronger squad. But I think fifth is, is a brilliant achievement for Mullow in, in, in any case. But if Turnbull hits the ground running and Campbell continues to improve like he did last year, there'll be bids for them. No, no doubts about that. Yeah, um, you know. I applaud Stephen Robinson I think he's done a tremendous job For the club I mean Little known When he took over at Motherwell But Made a huge impression I mean it's It's going to be a strange one We've mentioned it a few times now With the, the You know the transfer window So that that's really your day you, you can't get complacent until then When you know the window closes And you've you've got your squad But our league starts tomorrow And, and you can get that, the sense That managers are really wanting to try and do things Before tomorrow Even today You know there's been a few kind of last minute things done To try and Get, get players involved As we're talking about Motherwell They're not playing till Monday Ross County looking to wrap up A loan move for Ross Doohan The Celtic keeper before then uh, Aaron Tishbola's back at Kilmarnock um, Aberdeen have signed Ryan Edmondson On loan from Leeds He's a 19 year old striker Cosgrove's out Main's out So yes you've got till October yeah. But but that's that's too late for our clubs in many ways. Yeah, but it's, it's I think for most clubs it's probably the, the other way around. It's it's the selling part of of uh, 
of the game that's going to be a problem because it stretches further into the season. And if players have a good start to the season, usually the, the window closes in August the 31st and Stephen Robinson's saying, brilliant, I've still got my squad. This is going another six weeks. It's going into October. So if a player starts the season really well, it's going to be 10, 12 games into the season when you might lose your, your player. And I think that was Stephen's point there was it could be last minute as it always as it always is. There's not been much movement because there's no money. There's not no money. There's less money. And I think you're seeing smaller squads. I think budgets are mm-hmm. smaller. Wages are lower across the board. So there's not as much activity at this time of the season as there usually is. I printed off earlier all the, all the teams and all the signings that they've had. And usually there's 10, 12, 14 signings. But I think maybe six or seven mm-hmm. is the most that there is at, at, at the moment. And that, to me, tells me there'll be smaller squads. And hopefully youngsters get a chance. Good response to this question on Twitter. Loads of people out there know the answer. But the Hugh and Fraser Since the 2000-2001 season 11 players have scored more than one goal In the same old firm game Can you name them? Henrik Larsson, Chris Sutton, Moussa Dembele Odson Edouard I'll give you two And they both did it for Celtic at Ibrox Oh, Georgi Samaras Mm -hmm. And Lubo Maravchik Maravchik, no Your old pal Lubo (laughs) Fraser, any Rangers players jumping out? Uh, Peter Lovenkrantz? Yep Uh, Nikita Jelovic? No Incidentally Sonia Lukel Nope Barry Ferguson Nope oh, Goodness me Right goodness We've me. got to think big hitters goodness Sean Maloney No John Hartson Nope Lee Griffith Nope oh. Gary Hooper Yes ah. Gary Hooper I'll give you a wee clue You've got one Celtic to go And three Rangers And we'll get them next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard And that means tomorrow's season is getting ever closer We can't wait, hopefully you share our excitement And we'll be here at noon tomorrow Building up to Aberdeen against Rangers Then all the 3 o'clock games Then the Sunday game Then the Monday night game And on we go until May Hopefully it's May this time around There is still time for you to get your call in Uh, Let me revisit the full-time teaser though The address you need if you want to hear your question used on the show Is fulltime at Clyde1.com Mikey Burns used it tonight and he said Since the 2000-2001 season 11 players with more than one goal in the same old firm game So Henrik Larsson got doubles, uh, various doubles Chris Sutton got a double, Samaras got a double Hooper, Dembele, Eduard On the Rangers side you've got Lovenkrantz He did it in the cup final You're looking for a couple more I'll take, take Kenny, Mil- Kenny Miller Yes Kenny Miller Chris well Commons done. He's done it a few times Chris Commons no Tom Rogic Nope So you've got two Rangers One Celtic left Michael Moles No Okay we'll leave it there Before we speak to Martin Who's a Celtic fan from Lark Hall Let me just touch on a couple of the other fixtures Tomorrow St Mirren against Livy How are you feeling about that? Livy must go down As one of the success stories From last season Uh, And you've tipped Livy uh, St Mirren I should say To be better this time around Yeah I thought St Mirren Were really good I thought Jim Goodwin Organised his team well last year And uh, they'll be stronger At the back For for the players they've they've signed It's just at the other end You know I think Obika Was was terrific at times Scored that Probably one of the biggest goals In St Mirren's history You know Could be up there with the cup winning teams When the last game of last season Beat Hearts Because mm-hmm. to, to, if they lost that game They were bottom And they were gone I don't think there'd be any court cases They would just be gone uh, So that was a huge goal But uh, he needs a wee bit of support And they need somebody Tony Andrews left Somebody like that Who's going to be able to score a few goals And pick a few yeah. pockets It's but, interesting yeah, it's, isn't it Because St Mirren 
Everyone seems impressed with the defensive recruits Like you say, Richard Tate, Joe Shaughnessy, Marcus Fraser Jack Annex, a new goalkeeper um, But actually that's what they were already good at yeah. last season Was yeah. was they were hard to beat I think their goals against record stacks up against teams much higher up the league um, So it'll be interesting to see if they can find that bit of magic at the other end Dermis showed in flashes, he's got something Ken McAllister was injured for a, a long period Ken McGuinness has been horrendous time for injured So if, if McAllister's fit then you get another Attacking option But that's where I think They need a couple of players I think that's where Jim will be Be looking for Livingston is kind of unknown I was looking at players They've signed Don't recognise too many of them Again Players from down south So you know, they, they they just go on with it. A bit like Hamilton mm. Ackies The players just go on with yeah. it you know? They just get the working duds on And they don't know He has a graces about them And they work hard And they're a decent team You know, They, they do play back to front when they get into that last third But they, they, they'll miss the wee spark That Lawless and people mm-hmm. are brought to them That's the key to it that, He was one of the, the, the players With that wee bit of spark In the last third Yeah Stephen Lawless leaving Ricky Lammy didn't play As much towards the tail end Of the season But, but he's gone as well Hugh But the thing is This is this is just what Livy do Previously yeah. losing Liam Kelly And Declan Gallagher They always manage To, to, to find a way They are very effective They had such a good season Last year the Lyndon Dykes situation would that would that perhaps sway what what you might think they can achieve this season? It would for me. Uh, I don't see him being there when the transfer window closes. Uh, whether it is the Rangers or anybody else, uh, I, I just don't see him being there, and that has to impact on them. But in Gary Holt, they have a solid manager, and uh, on their peculiar playing surface, they they. Uh, enjoy a lot of success No one seems to like playing there um, So They'll be fine And Jim Goodwin After his brush with relegation He will simply be happy with Moving St Mirren towards the middle of the table And being secure there in the middle of the table You know you've got to Walk before you run And that they are Steadily improving A real mix in the predictions here Some people are very confident But Michael's a Celtic fan But he says honestly I think Rangers will win the league And Edouard will be sold If we don't make the group stages Of the Champions League Going to be a fun season uh, <laughs> Peter Lawwell knows that uh, If he sold odds and Edward And Celtic did not win the league They'll be outside his door Martin's a Celtic fan in Lark Hall What are the predictions For this season Martin? Well I've actually got St Mirren To uh, go down uh, <sighs> okay. But um, top three are Celtic, then Aberdeen, and then Rangers. Well, you know, with the best will in the world, uh, that that simply won't happen. Aberdeen will be without Sam Cosgrove for four months. That will impact on them. Uh, Dave Cormack, the owner, has spoken about burning his way through millions of pounds. There's nothing there for Aberdeen to spend uh, in a significant way. Um, And they've lost Curtis Main, the backup striker, I just think that the the start of the season uh, has been very unfortunate for Derek McInnes and uh, they have toiled in recent seasons and to have them above Rangers I think you're again trying to wind up the Rangers listeners What in particular is it about Aberdeen Martin that makes you think they can make up the 22 point gap that, that Rangers had over them last season? It's not actually to do with Aberdeen it's to do with the Rangers and it could be as you say me winding the Rangers fans up but I don't believe it um, it is But I believe that Rangers are going to try and go all out To stop the 10 That it could actually end up hindering them Because they'll go all out attack And not defend Martin If Rangers finish beneath Aberdeen I'll come round and paint your house <laughs> <laughs> Would Hugh Keevans be welcome in Lark Hall Martin? 
<laughs> I need a living room painted anyway. Well, can you can you wait until May? Because in May you'll find out that uh, Aberdeen will not finish above Rangers in the league table. So I'll be spared the journey. I like how Martin acknowledges that it, it could be that he's winding up the Rangers fans by saying that, but it's not. But it's he's, not. He's, he's seen something. And it would be quite something <laughs> Anything's possible Aberdeen, like I say 22 points behind Rangers last season In 30 games so, I mean, it could have been more It would be quite a turnaround, wouldn't it? Yes, I mean, Rangers are not worse than they were last year Rangers, I think, will be better than the Stronger than they were last year But um, Aberdeen, I think as you says the, the, the problems they've got is They've, they've got, got a, a good squad But take Cosgrove out of it not, not a lot of players scored a lot of goals for them you know they really were relying on Cosgrove and he'd take him out of the team they've not got the money at the moment to, to invest and bring in a couple of players they're going to rely on Bruce Anderson tomorrow time for young Bruce to get a wee run in the team as well great opportunity for him but uh, you know, the lad Ryan Edmondson as well has come in but just from Leeds and not in the first team so it's going to be a long few months I think without Cosgrove for, for Aberdeen he's going to have to grind out there, results there are points that are made on this programme when you owe it to your own intelligence to say this guy's at it and Martin is at it Martin defend yourself no no it's everyone's point has everyone's got their own points to make but it's just what I believe right so Rangers are going to go all out attack and, and leave the back door open and get caught out how are Celtic going to perform Martin what do you what do you think I think Celtic's just going to go about how they do as usual no changes this season. No, no, no pressure. Nothing like that. No. Okay. If if Aberdeen don't finish above Rangers, he can come out of your house and paint it. Well, it's, it's uh, getting done by somebody else, so he's lost that job. Um, but uh, Mrs. Keevens got you doing more. Are you kidding me on? I thought you just moved in. You're no, only in a few know. years, are you not? I know, but. Um, a higher authority than me has spoken <laughs> and uh, the, the furniture's on the order and it's coming in. So uh, any extra shifts here? <laughs> it takes me back to prop one of the Hugh Keevens super scoreboard stories where someone goes round to fix something in your house and uses your phone to phone in this show right. and berate you. So fingers crossed it happens again. I would love to that be a part great. of that. And, and the final, the punchline, where I said, and you let this happen. <laughs> And the punchline from the higher authority than me was You deserve all you get <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant Martin and Lark All that brings us to a close for tonight Thank you for the prediction It's a bold one It's the boldest one we've had all night Martin Hugh Keevans is getting his overalls And his paintbrush looked out as we speak uh, Just a word on some of tomorrow's other fixtures Before we nip off at Tannadice Fraser Again, no fans But uh, they're a welcome addition back to the, the top flight yeah, and and they did win the league last year in in the the championship. I don't think were as outstanding as maybe they could have been on the park. So I think it'll be a bit of struggle for Dundee United, but uh, yeah, absolutely welcome. And I hope they cement their place. But tomorrow I'm going for a draw. I think St Johnston will be all right. St Johnston will be well organised. Cal Davis and loads of club. Got some good experienced players. Quickly, Hugh Hibbs Kelly. Um, fascinating. I, I I think Hibbs, but not with any great conviction. Um, but very interesting Kevin Nisbet uh, I think will make a big difference I think Hibbs narrowly Right quickly then On the full time teaser You're still looking for Three players who've scored More than once In a single old firm game You've got loads already Larson, Sutton, Samaras Hooper, Dembele Eduard, Lovenkrantz, Miller Two Rangers One Celtic to go James Forrest Nope Bit further back Is not currently at the club He's not currently playing In Scotland anymore playing He's playing Scotland. Miles away from Scotland 
He's down under Oh, Scott oh, McDonald Yep Scott, Scott McDonald Right, on to Rangers Who might it be? Dado Purcell No uh, One of them is Scottish And he is still playing in Scotland But he won't be involved this weekend Because his team is not in the top flight oh. So he's at heart Stephen Naismith Stephen Naismith, well done Cryptic clues there Are you really managing we to pick up them. on them? And the last one Scored twice for Rangers In a 3-0 win In the 07-08 season Has also played for Dundee Would probably his His most prominent Other Scottish club Canija No Oh Nacho Novo Nacho oh. Novo We got there in the end Thank you Very much What a night it's been There's always something special About Clyde One Super Scoreboard The night before a new season I just love hearing All your predictions All your hopes and dreams Before the new season Before they go out the window uh, By quarter past three tomorrow In fact it could be even earlier Because we've got a lunchtime kickoff. We are on air At twelve o'clock A six hour special Every kick of the ball All the pundits predictions Make sure you don't miss it We're back on Sunday and Monday But we'll get to that Join us tomorrow first And in the meantime It's been a lovely day I think the rain's on now But you can really kickstart your weekend In the company of Mr George Bowie GBX Friday's up next See you tomorrow